As they gather around the newborn, they coo and smile and remark, what a gorgeous little nose, what soft skin, isn't she perfect? And then Uncle Alan butts in with a frown. He asks, when was she born? They say 10 days ago. Well, he says, hmm, I think she needs to be born again. Isn't that the height of rudeness? How can anyone suggest that a person be born again? What was wrong with their first birth? Well, if it's rude to say you must be born again to a newborn baby, how rude is it to say it to a respectable, successful 40-year-old man? That's what Jesus says in John chapter 3 to a guy called Nicodemus. In fact, Jesus doesn't just suggest that Nicodemus be born again. He insists, John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Again in verse 7, he says, you must be born again. I wonder what images spring to mind when you hear the phrase, born again. For Nicodemus, uh, the images were particularly graphic. Uh, Verse 4, he misunderstands and says, How can a man be born when he is old? Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. That's one misunderstanding of born again, and a fairly painful one at that. Uh, But there are other misunderstandings of this phrase, born again. Many see born again as a brand of Christianity. For some, it's a label that is to be worn. Perhaps if you're seeking election in certain parts of the United States, uh, it's probably a brand that you want to hide if you're seeking election anywhere else. Um, It's a slogan to be emblazoned on placards and billboards. It's owned by smiley, intense, exuberant Christians, the kind who keep bumper sticker manufacturers in business. Uh, That's born again, the brand. But Jesus is not talking about a new brand. He's talking about a new birth. As he talks to Nicodemus, Jesus is sweeping away away all brands, all labels, uh, because Nicodemus has a lot of labels, good labels. Uh, John chapter 3 opens by telling us that he is a man of the Pharisees. That's a very impressive religious sect. Uh, He is a member of the Jewish ruling council, so he is rich. He's respectable, he's powerful, he's moral, he's biblical, he's civic-minded, he is a ruler. Verse 10, uh, Jesus even calls him Israel's teacher. This probably refers to his teaching post as as the country's foremost Bible scholar. He's sort of the professor emeritus of theology in Israel. So if entering the kingdom of God was about having the right labels, Nicodemus was in. But none of this matters to Jesus. He says, I don't care about the labels. You must be born again. Jesus is definitely not starting a new brand. He is demanding a new birth. And we mustn't turn born again into one more label that we take pride in. Jesus doesn't care about our labels, our natural giftings, our family connections, our ranks, our professions, our moral and religious achievements. It doesn't matter. When it comes to entering the kingdom of God, none of those things count. You must be born again. Why? Well, in verse 5, in verse 6 rather, Jesus sums up the whole history of the human race in just five words. He says, flesh gives birth to flesh. This is our problem. In the Bible, flesh means frail humanity. And often it means failed humanity as well. And such humanity cannot lift itself up by its bootstraps. It cannot transform itself into spiritual humanity. I'm born with flesh and flesh simply gives rise to more 
flesh. Just as lemon trees can only beget more lemon trees, and puffins can only beget more puffins, flesh can only produce more flesh. All we can do is rearrange the flesh, pretty it up, hide the ugly bits. We can't fundamentally change our natures. Flesh gives birth to flesh. But wonderfully, Jesus continues verse 6 by saying, But the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. Here is our hope. There is another kind of life, spirit life. It's a life that comes down from above. That's another way that you could translate born again. You could say born from above. And this is the difference between flesh and spirit. The flesh is always trying to raise itself up, whether through experiences and selfishness or through good works and morality, like with Nicodemus. The flesh is always trying to raise itself up, but Jesus reminds us in verse 13, no one has ever gone into heaven. We don't have it in us to climb the ladder to God, but Christ has come down. He follows the way of the Spirit. The Spirit is always coming down, always the gift of God. And as Jesus follows the way of the Spirit, he comes down from heaven. According to John 1 verse 14, he became flesh. He stepped down into our family tree. He summed up our frailties and our sufferings. And on the cross, he summed up our sins too. Wrapping up all flesh life in himself, Jesus put the whole sorry mess to death. The Apostle Peter puts it this way. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, he says, Christ was put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. Do you hear that? Put to death in the flesh, raised in the Spirit. So then think about it this way. At Christmas, Jesus was born into flesh life. On Good Friday, he put flesh life to death. On Easter Sunday, he rose up to spirit life. Became flesh, put flesh life to death, raised up into spirit life. Therefore, on Easter morning, Jesus pioneered the new birth. He took on flesh life, took it through the judgment that belongs to it, and he bursts through into spirit life. He now becomes the source of new birth for all of us who languish in flesh life. And he says to us who languish in flesh life, look, I've taken your flesh. Let me give you my spirit. This is the new birth we all need. Do we want to cross over from the perishing of flesh life? Do we want the everlasting life of the Spirit? It's clear what needs to happen. We must look away from our flesh. Stop trying to raise yourself up by your experiences and your immorality, but also stop trying to raise yourself up by your religion and your morality. Don't look at your badness. Don't look at your goodness. You cannot lift yourself an inch from the life of the flesh, but thank God Jesus came down. Look to Him, and here's what will happen. He will give you His Spirit, and you will share in His new birth, now and forever. You must be born again. You can be born again. Trust in Jesus, and you are born again.